first and foremost, before we get into the podcast, I just want to thank you guys, the listeners, for clicking on it, listening to it, whether it's on your phone or watching it on YouTube. Just want to give you a shout out, show you my appreciation and whatnot. Now, let's get into the podcast. The king of Atlantis is here, yeah. I think I'll pass on that bill, huh? I don't want smoking that bud, yeah. I don't want sip on that mud, yeah. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of Stranded Deep with One Toe Jack. I am your host, One Toe Jack. This is a podcast that I've been uh, thinking about starting for quite a while now. It's a little weird because, you know, I don't have um, a chat to kind of push me through this. You know, for those of you that have never watched the stream and are listening only to the podcast, uh, I am a Twitch streamer. You know, that's kind of where my brand started, right? Uh, and usually at the beginning of the stream, I'm able to chat with viewers and chat with people, you know, that are watching and the chat kind of pushes me through the conversation. You know, they give me the topics to talk about and they give me the, uh, you know, just kind of the, the energy, the flow to go through with a conversation. But now we're taking on a new endeavor, uh, to start our own podcast where it's just me just talking about bullshit. Because I don't want to um, talk about it um, on stream anymore because I want to focus the streams on gaming. You know, I want to get on there. I want to game. I don't want to sit there and talk about, you know, things that I've been watching on Twitter or things that I've been watching on YouTube unfold for the past week or weekend and then just sit there for like two hours and then not get the amount of gaming that I want in. You know what I mean? So, uh, anyways, I know, see, you can see I'm, I'm already kind of rambling here. I'm, I'm not even, you know, I welcomed you. And then now I'm just telling you all my problems with Twitch and, and starting a podcast, but, uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. It's going to be, uh, it's a little weird to kind of just sit here and talk to myself. I mean, I'm talking to you guys, but you know, in the process of recording, I'm sitting here talking to, you know myself but um i kind of want to treat these kind of like a little video diary you know what i'm saying like a like a i don't know man you know like sometimes people like you know write in their diaries or like they record themselves and just talk about their days and stuff especially like i don't know i think that's like what therapists tell you to do and shit i don't fucking know dude but um yeah i kind of want to treat it like that a little bit you know kind of just update every week my thoughts on the world my thoughts on on uh, gaming specifically, uh, entertainment, sports. Maybe we'll cover politics every now and then. I don't really care about politics, but hey, you know, maybe something crazy will happen, like a goddamn insurrection or some shit. So uh, we'll figure it out. But uh, for the most part, that is what the podcast will be about. You know, it'll just be me here joining you for an episode to cover, you know, just kind of go over the news, graze over the news, share our opinions, share our thoughts, and uh, hopefully just, you know, be a little shining light in your day, you know, quick little hour conversation that you can kind of zen through, you know, you can kind of chill out, relax, and listen to this beautiful, beautiful voice, or watch it on YouTube, because, you know, for those of you that are listening on audio right now, um, we do have a video version of the podcast and it will be on the one toe Jag YouTube channel and, uh, you can see my face. And when we do things like, uh, have to check a video out or have to check a photo out or, or, or I don't know, 
a, a, a article, it'll be, you know, live and direct right here on a on the podcast video form, YouTube channel, One Toe Jack. All right. Anyways, um, before I was actually recording this podcast, man, I, I have a dog. I got a dog recently, a, a puppy. I bought a puppy for my wife's Christmas gift, a little uh, uh, gift, not grift, gift. Uh, a little pug. Ugly fucking bastard, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Ugly bastard. I mean, these guys. Jesus, man. I mean, God was not in his bag when he was creating these beasts is what I'm trying to say. You know, he must have been, you know, it must have been a late, uh, late night shift or something, man. You know, he must have been like he must have been at the beginning of that shift. He was creating goddamn golden retrievers, Labradors, pit bulls, you know, German shepherds. Mate, hell, even Rottweilers, you know, beautiful beasts, lions, uh, cougars, jaguars, cats. You know, I love cats. God was in his bag creating those creatures. And uh, they must have asked him to work a double or something because <laughs> at the end of that double, dude, he was he was like, man, he was working on chameleons, you know, frogs, roaches. You know, I don't know. You know, that's kind of actually messed up now that I think about it. I don't think I would put a pug down at a roach level of absolute disgust. But, uh, you know, God might have been create might have had just started the, the double shift. And, and, you know, he was already tired from a 12 hour, you know, or 10 hour. And then at the start of the double shift, he was like, hey, you know, let's start to let's start to reel back some of this beauty, beauty, creativeness and uh, created a fucking pug, man. But anyways, before I started recording the podcast, the, the, the damn pug was in his kennel. You know, my wife is cleaning, right? Wife is cleaning right outside this 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 podcast room or, or stream room, whatever we call it. And, uh, he, he was, uh, he was like licking the kennel, I guess, or like biting the kennel, you know, wanting to get out and his tooth got stuck. Like his tooth got a little stuck on the, I don't know, like a little section with the bars crossing or something. I don't know. Dude was wailing, bro. I mean, wailing. I thought my daughter had broken her arm or something, man. The dude was wailing intensely. So, uh. Yeah, man, it was a uh, it was a sight to behold when I went out there and find uh, to find out it was the pug. So it was a very interesting start to the podcast. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, man, for those of you that aren't uh, familiar with the one toe jack streams, um, it's like I said earlier, this is what we usually do at the top of the streams is just talk, chop it up. But if you're listening on audio, um, you know, I will try to. To, 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 you know, uh, explain what we're doing as, as thoroughly and vivid as possible, right? So um, we're going to be covering all kinds of stuff today. I got a couple topics I have right here that I want to cover. Uh, some interesting things that uh, came up in my, um, in my, you know, timeline, my Twitter timeline or my news timeline. Also, if you just heard a little beep, that was my headphones that just died. My headphones are uh, wireless, so I should have some wired headphones um, that I'm going to plug in and use 
as my headphones for the podcast. However, I just haven't had time to go like buy some or look at look for which ones I'm going to use. I might just use like some Apple headphones or some shit, you know, something like that. You're right. Um, but anyways, another thing, um, like I said, if you aren't familiar with the streams, even those of you that are familiar with the streams, the podcast will be changing. You know, we'll be we'll be getting a different scenery. I know if you're watching on YouTube, we got, you know, this just insane gaming room of a stream setup, right? Or a, or a podcast setup, which is the same as my stream. But uh, no, we'll be changing it to a, a specific podcast setup that is only for only for, you know, the podcast that will only bring out when the podcast gets recorded. Maybe bring out a little table. I have my laptop with me so I don't have to use my gigantic PC monitors to, you know, to read articles and stuff like that whenever we want to get into that nitty gritty. Um, guests. We will be having guests. You know, it'll probably be rare first. You know, I hope that when I do have a guest, we can have them in person. You know, I'm not a... I like doing, you know, I've done podcasts where... I'm a guest and I do it, you know, through my camera and I do it through, um, you know, Zoom or whatever, you know, Discord. But uh, I'm hoping that we will definitely have in-person guests for most of the time. And I do want to have guests, man. I think that'll be fun to, to, to do. That'll be a, a fun thing to do and a little switch up of the podcast. Now, podcast episodes... You know, I can't ramble on for two hours, you know, so having a guest will likely, you know, be the yin to my yang when I'm on here and uh, be able to push the time of the podcast a little bit, a little bit uh, more hefty, more, 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 more big, you know, a little bit more entertainment juice for you. So um, I'm going to start off with this net with this first thing that we're talking about. And it's something I've been talking about for a very very long time ever since this game was announced released and flopped and yes this game has flopped tremendously um i don't like to go over uh i don't like to classify a flop over games that have very low viewership across the internet across google you know across youtube twitch and all that but uh let's just say this game should have a bigger viewership than any other uh, or at least on par with a lot of other multiplayer shooters and uh, it doesn't and it's because it is uh, extremely boring and and non uh, feels like it's non supported by the uh, developers and will probably be less supported now uh, we're going to be talking about Halo Infinite um, story that just came out couple days ago actually um <clears throat> we're gonna read here from forbes magazine or forbes.com uh don't know exactly what forbes would know about halo you know being that they're like a aren't they like a fortune magazine or something don't they like rank the people that are the, the richest motherfuckers on the planet or something like that anyways Yesterday, Microsoft announced it would be the latest tech company executing mass layoffs, and some of the 10,000 employees that let go were part of its video game division. According to reports from Bloomberg, both Bethesda and 343 Industries were struck with layoffs, excuse me, 
but 343 was hit especially hard with many departing employees among those who were working on future campaign content for Halo. After these layoffs, it was announced that Joe Statton, the Halo veteran who returned to get infinite across the finish line at launch, would return to Xbox Publishing, where he was previously. Okay. The move sparked ire among ex-Halo multiplayer designer Patrick Wren, who chastised Microsoft and 343 leadership for the layoffs, saying that what had gone <clears throat> saying that what had gone wrong over there was management's fault. Okay. All right, Patrick. I see you, Patrick. Shitting on your bosses? Fuck them all, huh? All right, let's see what Patrick said, man. The layoffs at 343 shouldn't have happened, and Halo Infinite should be in a better state. The reason for both of those things is incompetent leadership up top during Halo Infinite development, causing massive stress on those working hard to make Halo the best it can be. The people I worked with every day were passionate about Halo and wanted to make something great for the fans. They helped push a for a better Halo and got laid off for it. Devs still there are working hard on that dream. Look at Forge. Be kind to them during this awful time. Um, You should be kind to developers, man. You know, a lot of people talk shit to developers on Twitter. You know, like, like you know, when, when the game gets released and it's not what people think. They just respond like, God, this fucking lead game developer should fucking kill himself for this awful fucking game that released. Uh, don't fucking do that. That is a dick move. Don't fucking do that, man. Don't comment on Instagram and tell people that they should, they should, uh, 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 you know, jump off a bridge because multiplayer sucks on their game. Don't fucking do that. However, however, criticism uh, will always be there for everybody. And I've criticized Halo Infinite um, for a very, very long time. Since it was announced, I would say since it was announced and since uh, it was released. Now, I criticized it because I thought that Halo Infinite was kind of stuck in the old... Um, or, or, or Halo Inf the Halo devs, 343 Industries, thought or at least it looked like to me on the surface, is that people wanted multiplayer the way multiplayer was back in the day. And that is true to some extent. However, um, just the gaming world just isn't the same anymore. You know, I don't think kids are clamoring for Halo the way they're clamoring for, you know, Apex Legends, Fortnite, Call of Duty. You know, kids don't play that stuff uh, or kids don't play Halo the way they play those three games, you know, and those are just the big three, you know, I'm not really uh, going into specifics here, going into facts, but those are the big three. Um, so I don't think that kids are, are, are clamoring for those for, for Halo like that. Um, so I think a lot of the people that play Halo Infinite are an older generation that played have been with the franchise since Halo, Halo 2, Halo 3, you know, Halo 4 and all that. And uh, I always thought, you know, they need to re-innovate, re you know, uh, what Halo is. And the Halo multiplayer was really good. It was really good. The Halo Infinite multiplayer. But uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I mean, it had a lack of maps. It didn't have Forge on launch. Um, the Battle Pass system was, I mean, dookie water, right? Um, the uh, cosmetics were not as cool as people thought they were going to be, 
you know, there was some cool, you know, like the samurai outfit and all that. But the whole core system where like you had one armor set and that had specific cosmetics and then you had another armor set and that had specific cosmetics like that's just not the way to go man that's not the way to go i thought i thought that was such a whack system the gameplay was great you know the gameplay play the gameplay felt like old halo with a modern twist that's what it felt like that's what it was but uh the lack of maps the lack of innovation in game modes you know the lack of game modes in general you know there was only like three game modes when it launched i believe the challenge system was something that people criticized big time too the challenge system was was uh, horrendous. Let me take a sip of my water here. I don't realize how much uh, dry, how dry your mouth actually gets when you're talking for extensive periods of times. So, uh, yeah, man, the uh, the lack of content was there on Halo, and my biggest criticism when it was announced was this game needs a battle royale. Um, a lot of people hated on me, man. A lot of people were saying, boy, you tripping. It doesn't need a Halo. A Halo doesn't need a Battle Royale. But, uh, lo and behold, the game is dying. Literally, the game is dying. You know, a lot of people say, like, oh, Fortnite's dead. Oh, Apex is dead, you know. But, uh, no. This game is literally fucking dying right before our eyes. Nobody is really playing the multiplayer you know, Forge is great. I've seen a lot of cool creations on Forge, but if you don't have the player base to play those created community created maps, I mean, what the fuck does all that matter, right? Um, I always said it needed a battle royale. The reason I think it needs I needed a battle royale is because I kind of had the feeling that the multiplayer was gonna lack in content. Now, having a battle royale doesn't mean that. Um, that's gonna save your game or that is gonna that is gonna you know push your game to a new medium or anything unless it's like goddamn phenomenal right like warzone when they launched for, for call of duty like warzone warzone one was so phenomenal it kind of like it kind of felt it kind of felt like it added a little spark to call of duty right the same with apex legends you know coming off of titanfall obviously fortnite being fortnite what it is so uh I felt like having a battle royale launch with the multiplayer, you have two separate pieces of content. You have content within the multiplayer and you have content within the battle royale, but it's also the replayability of a battle royale mode. A battle royale mode in itself has a lot of replayability. Just strip away all the, the challenges, the battle pass stuff, Strip away all the cool stuff that you could do within a battle royale and just make the mode, right? Like, just just kind of visualize it here with me. Just have the mode itself. You get 100 Spartans. You drop in. You have a whole map, you know, designed from the ground up. Or it's on a Halo ring, whatever. It could have even been the campaign map. It could have even been that. But let's say you have all that. You drop in. You pick up loot. You pick up guns. You know, you have the power-ups that you can pick up. Your armor and health automatically regenerate, so you don't have to constantly be worried about your health. You don't have to constantly be worried about, you know, picking up armor and stuff. You can pick up extra armor, maybe, like a juggernaut or something, a costume or whatever the hell they call it. I don't remember. Um, and it's the last, you know, circles closing in, last Spartan to survive, last 
Spartan standing, whatever the fuck they want to call it. And when you win, you get that invigorating feel across your body all the way down to the plums, you know, of how good it feels to win and be the best out of everybody in this lobby, right? And uh, that adds a, re a lot of replayability. Now you add challenges to that. Now you add cosmetics to that. Now you add, you know, uh, uh, interweaving story maybe or or uh, changing sceneries. You know what I'm saying? Swapping out certain things on the on the on the Halo ring or certain areas, right? That that could be done in future updates that cause people to come back to that. You could add rotating weapons, rotating weapon pool, maybe a little ranked play. Now they did have ranked on multiplayer. If you had that on a battle royale, that's that alone in itself is adds replayability people want to hit onyx on multiplayer and battle royale you give people challenges to hit onyx on both and that's content for twitch for youtube you know it's just a lot of shit man that i feel like these devs had to have been thinking about like how can me a, a fucking you know 28 year old two-time dad four-time elden lord on elden ring Think about all this cool shit that could have happened with Halo had you added a, a Battle Royale, you know? And they they worked on this game for like, I don't know, man, like six years or something like that. So I'm kind of just thinking like, come on, man. Like, how could you guys drop this ball? Now, this dev, uh, this dev is saying, you know, it, it's it, lack of, uh, or what did, what did he say? Incompetent leadership. This dev did say that. So maybe it's the leadership, man. Maybe old maybe old Jimmy had this idea in his head, and he went up, to, you know, to 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 the, his boss Tom, and he was like, "Yo, Tom, I got this cool idea about a battle royale, dog." And Tom was like, "Yo, Halo ain't battle royales." Tom sounded like all the all the fucking forty-year-olds uh, that played Halo Two every fucking day when they were in high school or college, and they were like, "Halo ain't battle royale, dog. Halo ain't that." So scratch that, dog. You know? I just kind of like, come on, man. You got to give the little Jimmys of the world a little bit of, you know, give them, give them that opportunity to hit that long shot. Because look, at the end of the day, even if you put a Battle Royale in and people hated it and the game died, at the end of the day, you didn't put a Battle Royale and the game is dying. If, now, this is just a hypothetical here. If the game had had this content, a battle royale, a, a ranked play for battle royale, you know, would we be laying off a lot of these people? You know what I mean? If, if I mean you're 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 talking about people, you're laying off people who were working on future campaign content. Why not put those people working on campaign content to design an entire map for a battle royale? You know. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just kind of uh, it's kind of uh, disappointing to see what Halo has become. And uh, being that that's you know Microsoft's flagship thing, that's Microsoft's Call of Duty. Even though Microsoft is currently in the process of buying Call of Duty, which uh, that's another conversation in and of itself. We'll talk about that eventually, but I kind of want to see what happens with that right now. Um. Yeah, man, but that's Microsoft's flagship thing, and they're just, um, they're not, they're not, um, they're not doing too well over there down at 343 and uh, Microsoft Studios, right? Now, uh, 
Moving on from gaming. Nice little segue here. Moving from gaming to entertainment news. We got uh, The Last of Us that just dropped. Um, what is it? Today's today's about today's Thursday, so we're about four days away from uh, uh, The Last of Us being released. And it seems like a lot of people really like it. Me and my wife watched it. Uh, I was kind of, I wanted to watch it specifically with my wife because I wanted her to, I kind of wanted to see her reaction to everything that was going to, I kind of had, I didn't know how the series was going to start, but I knew where the story was going to go, right? Because I played the video game, Last of Us. Now, for those of you that don't know, The Last of Us is a video game and it's being turned into a TV show on HBO. That's what we're talking about now. So I was kind of watching my wife as I was watching the show and my wife was, you know, loving it. She was invested, right? Um, spoilers for the, those of you that have not watched Last of Us, especially the, 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 the part with his daughter, with Joel's daughter, right? Um, you know, she was really invested in that, had a couple tears in the eyes. And uh, maybe it hits different because we have daughters. Because let me tell you right now. Anytime I watch kids, you know, a kid and 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 a father or 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 daughter, father, you know, daughter, mother, son, mother, son, father, whatever relationship on TV, and it's sad as fuck, or movies, dude, I'm crying like a bitch, man. It hit different, bro. It hits different when you have kids, when you have kids of your own, because you kind of put yourself in their position of like, damn, what would I do if this was my daughter or this was my kid and I'm fucking, you know, I have to react like this parent, you know, or or, or how am I going to react, you know? Oh, man, it's rough. It's rough. But, um, so yeah, a lot of people like Last of Us. I've seen a lot of reviews on it. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of nines, a lot of tens, a couple eights, you know? Uh, I have a group of friends, you know, we have a little, we have a little, uh, group chat on the, on iPhone and uh we always you know are up in there sharing our thoughts our quick thoughts and opinions on uh the gaming medium or entertainment medium and uh yeah man we, he he uh we were talking about it and I I had one that's a huge fan of The Last of Us and uh he didn't he didn't really like it I mean he liked it but you know he thought it was okay but uh, he can't get over the actors that are that were chosen for the roles of of the people that come out in The Last of Us. And then I had another one who was um, who thought it was pretty solid. He thought it was a great start. Um, the game is uh, the 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 TV show is kind of a one for one with the game in certain parts. There are a couple changes, you know. There are a couple minuscule changes. I think they're they're pretty minimal. But uh, for the most part. The first episode follows about, I would say, like the first two or three hours of the game, uh, pretty, uh, pretty good, pretty good, like pretty one for one, um, which leads me to, you know, the whole uh, actors that they chose to be on this, um, on this TV show. Pedro Pascal is of course playing Joel, and then uh, I don't remember who the girl is playing Ellie. I gotta, I gotta look that up. Let's let's look that up real quick because I, I need to get her name correct. I need to get her name correct. Bella Ramsey for Ellie. 
Bella Ramsey for Ellie. Uh, a lot of people are, uh, you know, kind of kind of smoking her up, you know, kind of kind of flaming her because uh, she doesn't look like the uh, actress that plays Ellie in um, in uh, the video game. I'm looking at the cast here. That's why I'm kind of stuttering here because I'm kind of focusing on this, kind of reading two things at once here. Uh, we got Nick Offer. I can't wait till Nick Offerman comes out on the show, man. That guy's a good actor. I guess good. Parks and Rec. Love that show. Um, so yeah, man, we got <clears throat> Bella Ramsey, who a lot of people are mad about. We got Pedro Pascal. Got Gabriel Luna for Tommy, which I think I think uh, Gabriel Luna did pretty good as Tommy in the first episode. I thought he was all right. Didn't think he was too bad. Pedro Pascal has to have like the southern accent. The, the characters in the video game have a hardcore southern accent. And uh, yeah, Pedro Pascal does a, does a southern accent. He doesn't do a solid southern accent, but he ha he handles it well, I think. You know, I think he handles it pretty well. You know, um, Gabriel Luna, I think, handles it the best. Handles that southern accent really well. Sounds like he's from, you know, like I could do a pretty good southern accent, right? I'm from, you know, I'm from El Paso, Texas, right? But I'm right next to Juaritos, right? Right next to Mexico, right? So I got a little, I got a little bit, a little bit of that Spanish twang to my tongue. And I kind of have a feeling like Gabriel Luna probably has the same thing. He probably grew up like in... I don't know where he grew up, man. I don't want to fucking, you know, I don't want to put something on him here, but he probably grew up in like L.A., you know, kind of has a little bit of that Spanglish twang, right? But he can do a Southern accent. Pretty solid. I like that. But uh, yeah, people are, are flaming Bella Ramsey because she doesn't look like Ellie. You know, people are comparing forehead sizes, which I think is unfair, you know, because uh, it ain't her fault. She got a big forehead. You know, and just because she got a big forehead doesn't mean, you know, anything, right? She just got a big forehead. Um, so does Rihanna. And look at her doing great things. I think Bella Ramsey is going to do great things. Uh, she actually uh, handled Ellie, the role of Ellie, pretty well, I think. I think she gets the personality of the character really well. And I think Pedro Pascal does it too. It's just the accent that kind of throws me off a little bit, you know. It kind of feels like his 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 American, you know, standard accent wants to come through. You know? He definitely sounds like an American doing a southern accent rather than just naturally sounding like he has a southern accent, if that makes sense. But uh, yeah, man, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Uh, I think it was. I think it was better because I watched it with my wife. You know, being able to see her reactions to the things that I knew were gonna happen um, was a lot. I think it, it kind of added a little bit more to the show. Whether you know, compared to as me watching it by myself, I probably would have been like, hey, you know what? It's almost shot for shot with the fucking game, and it was solid. You know, probably would have came down a little, came down a little lower, but I gave it a nine out of 10, give it a nine out of 10 solid, solid. I thought it was fire. You know, now when I say things are fire, like my homies always get it mixed up. When I say things are fire, they think I'm calling it like a 10 out of 10, 
you know? That's not what I mean. I just mean, hey, it's fire. I'll watch it. It's fire. It has my interest, right? It's fire. Now, if I say, God damn, this is the most flamish shit I've ever seen in my fucking motherfucking life, dog. That's probably a 10 out of 10, you know? Like, holy shit, dog. This motherfucking shit was goddamn flame, brother. That's a that's a 10 out of 10 right there. But this was fire. You know, it was cool. I like it. I liked it a lot. Um, moving on to more entertainment news. There was another thing that I wanted to talk about that I saw on Twitter this morning, actually. Um, it was about that dude, Alec Baldwin. Talk about the most unlucky dude in the planet right now, man. Well, there's probably more unlucky people, but he's definitely one of the uh, one of the most unlucky. Um, mostly because um, he is being charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter for his part in the tragic death of Helena Hutchins on the set of the movie Rust. Um, man, I don't know how anybody else feels about this, man, but I, I kind of feel like, uh, this is a little unfair, you know, he was, he, if for those of you that don't know the story of brother Alec Baldwin, uh, he was on a set of a movie, right? He was doing, I think it's like an old Western movie and, um, he, sorry, I'm looking over at my screen here. Somebody just followed me on Twitch. I could see my notifications here on OBS. Shout out to uh shout out to Keith. Keith huh. Just follow me on Twitch. Shout out to you, Keith. Anyways, um, so this guy, Alec Baldwin, was filming a Western movie. I believe it's a Western movie. It's called Rust. Sounds like a Western. I don't know. Um, he was handed a a a, a prop or what he thought was a prop gun. He was handed a prop gun. Um, for a scene that he was going to shoot, and he had to pull the trigger for the scene. Uh, little did he know is that there was a live round in the gun. Um, so I think he might have been he might have been um, aiming the gun at the at the camera or or aiming it you know slightly off camera, whatever. I don't know what kind of scene they were shooting, but uh, he pulled the trigger and a bullet, a fucking real bullet, came out and fucking killed. The cinematographer that was working on the movie fucking killed them, which is fucking insane. Uh, it is fucking insane to do that. Uh, I can't imagine what in the fuck went through his head, not only in there, like in the moment, but also right fucking now, dude. What in the fuck? Like. You fucking killed somebody by accident without you fucking knowing. So um, <clears throat> he's been charged with involuntary, involuntary manslaughter. So is um, the person that was supposed to be handling the gun. I don't know what you call them. The gun handler, I guess we'll call them that. They're being charged with involuntary manslaughter as well um, because, you know, nobody knows who knew where the bullet fucking came from, how it was fucking loaded. The, pers the gun handler, we should say, that handed the gun over to Alec Baldwin told him it was a cold gun, which means it's it has no live rounds. You know, it's 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 not going to hurt nobody. You know, now, I don't know if they have like blank rounds in there to kind of like 
get the right get the right sound out of there. I don't know. I don't even know if motherfuckers still use blanks these days, to be honest. But um, they fucking did that. He fucking he fucking thought it was a blank gun or empty gun, whatever. Pulled the trigger and fucking killed the cinematographer and injured um, the director, I believe. I wonder if they're still going to finish the movie. You know, probably not. This this shit's probably getting canned straight to VOD, straight to DVD. You'll probably find this like in a fucking uh, corner store in between like New Mexico and Tucson or some shit. I don't know. I shouldn't even be talking about that shit, to be honest. But uh, that's I feel now this is just kind of like a. This is just kind of like a reaction, quick reaction that I'm getting to this story, right? Kind of a quick thing that I'm thinking about. I feel that this is a little um, unfair to Alec Baldwin. I think him sitting with the guilt that he fucking killed somebody is the biggest punishment ever. And I don't think he needs to be charged with anything. Um... You know, I feel like the guilt might be enough. It's not his fault. I guess that's what involuntary manslaughter means. I mean, somebody's got to get charged, right? Someone fucking died. But, uh, oh, man, I don't fucking know, dude. I don't fucking know, man. I kind of feel like it's a little unfair to Alec Baldwin, dude. Uh, I feel like I feel like it's, you know, he's getting he's getting kind of. He's getting kind of fucked on this one. It's, it, it's, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know how he's feeling, man. I don't know how he's feeling. You know, there's a lot of opinions on Twitter. I'm not going to get into them. I don't know how he's feeling, you know. I would imagine he feels like shit. The one that should be charged is uh, this, the, the, the gun handler, right? Not doing her fucking job right. That's who should be charged. You know? Because she didn't do her fucking job. I kind of feel like Alec Baldwin was kind of like... He kind of had like a little bit of a renaissance, no? Especially like during the Trump era. He was playing Trump on SNL every fucking Saturday, dude. He was on there. He was on there, dude. So, uh, anyways, what's uh, what's some more uh, entertainment news that we got going on here? Um, I don't think we have uh, anything else we need to cover this week. Um, kind of looking around here. Don't see anything else. Okay, let's move on to some. Uh, let's move on to some football news, man. We got some interesting uh we had some interesting things happen d- during the first week of the playoffs during the wild card uh rounds. I think the one that's the most unsurprising that happened was um the probably the Bengals beating the Ravens or the Bills beating the Dolphins. I think everybody knew kind of that that was going to happen, right? Everybody knew the Bills were kind of I'm going to go into these playoffs with the idea of going deep, deep into these playoffs. 
the Bengals as well. I think a lot of people had an idea that the Bengals were gonna were gonna try to go deep as well. Um, the ones that I think were the most shocking was uh, the New York Giants beating the Minnesota Vikings, the Jaguars beating the Chargers, and the Cowboys beating the Buccaneers. I also think the Seahawks and the San Francisco one wasn't that surprising, but the game was closer at halftime than I thought it would be. I thought San Francisco was surely going to smoke these fools, you know? You got to remember, the Seahawks only made it to the playoffs because the Packers lost. Meaning the Packers, the Lions, and the Seahawks were three teams that all fucking, you know, probably would not have stood a chance against San Francisco. Probably not. Out of all those three teams, maybe the Lions would have stood a chance because the Lions had been balling out the second half of the season. And they were balling out more than the Seahawks and the uh, Packers, which, as you know, I'm a Packers fan. I'm really a fan of football. You know what I'm saying? I'm a fan of... uh, I'm a fan of the Packers. I have a team, right? You know, the Packers are my team. But I'm really a fan of football, man. I love to watch all the games. I love specific players. I love Joe Burrow, man. Joe Burrow's nasty. Nasty. I want Joe Burrow and the Bengals to take it all the way to uh, the Super Bowl. Who their opponent will be, I have no fucking idea. So uh, let's get into it. So the Cowboys beat the Buccaneers. The Cowboys move on. To play the San Francisco 49ers. uh, Because they beat the Seahawks. Uh, The New York Giants beat the Vikings. Which is kind of a surprise. Was considered an upset. But to me. Not that surprising man. I mean you got Kirk Cousins. Yeah they had a wonderful season. But uh, I don't know man. There was a lot of times where it was cutting it too close. You know. I don't know. I kind of feel like this season was kind of just like. Given to them. You know, a lot of the games were kind of just given to them as W's, but they didn't earn those W's. You know, I don't know, man. I might be in the I might be in the minority here. But anyways, the Giants technically upset the Vikings. Eagles had a bye week. So Eagles, you know, were off, but they'll be in the playoffs this weekend. Bills beat the Dolphins. Um, had the Dolphins had Tua Tagovailoa, my boy Tua, two tap Tua. If you don't know why I call him two tap Tua, don't even. Don't even just let it continue off of your head, man. Don't even worry about it. Um, if the if the Dolphins had Tua, uh, I think they would have. It would have been a closer game, and it could have gone to either or. To be honest, it could have gone to either or because Tua got Tua got some playmakers on the Dolphins, man. He got Waddle. You know, you got uh, Tyreek Hill, who was balling out all season. So uh, you got some playmakers on there. Now. Um, <clears throat> You had the Bengals beat the Ravens. The same thing, man. If the Ravens had Lamar Jackson, I feel like this game would have been closer. I mean, the game was pretty close for the majority of it. But towards the end, the Bengals obviously looked like the better team. Um, without Lamar Jackson, the Ravens were definitely struggling. Uh, but, but you know what, man? You got to give respect where respect is due. And Tyler Huntley, you know, kind of, he put that team on his back, baby. And he carried them as far as he could. As far as he could, brother. Um, so, Bengals come out on top of that one. You got the Jaguars and the Chargers. Who, um, the Chargers were up, I believe, 27-0. to Close to halftime. 
Then the Jaguars led down, led a, led a, a, a touchdown, or led a game, a touchdown scoring drive. I think within the last two minutes before the half. Also, Trevor Lawrence, T. Law, as some people like to call him, threw four fucking interceptions in the first fucking quarter. Four interceptions in the first quarter. And they still fucking won. They still fucking won. So, I fucking, holy shit, the Chargers sold this fucking game, dude. Goddamn. Uh... Chargers came out with an L because the Jaguars fucking shit on them in the second half. That little touchdown drive before the half fucking sparked something in them, man. And they, they, the Jaguars took a shit on the Chargers, literally, and won by like three points. I don't think the Chargers scored at all in the second half. I think they stayed at 27. I think the score was 30 to 27 at the end. Which is, that's fucking pain, brother. Um, and then you had Kansas City on a bye week, same as the Eagles. So Kansas City moves on, and they'll be playing this weekend. Now you got Kansas City versus the Jags. You got Bengals versus the Bills. You got Eagles versus the Giants. And you got the Cowboys versus the 49ers. I'm going to start off with the AFC because I feel like those might be the easiest to pick. Well, actually, no. Actually, I think the NFC might be easier because the Bills and the Bengals, man, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough, brother. Um, Bills and the Bengals, I think. Actually, you know what? Those of you that are watching on YouTube or watching on Spotify, wherever there's a video form, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and switch the screen here. I got my little uh, bracket fights, little bracket up here. Those of you that are listening on audio form, I'll still be explaining the bracket that I have here. But those of you that are watching, um, we'll have the bracket right here uh, on the screen. So um, we got the Kansas City Chiefs coming up against the Jaguars. I believe this is at Arrowhead. Yeah, Casey has the... Uh, Home field advantage for the rest of the way, I believe. So, um, <clears throat> I don't believe that the Kansas City Chiefs fold the way that the um, L.A. Chargers folded. So, I believe that Kansas City takes this relatively easy. I'm not going to say the Jags ain't going to put up a fight now. But uh, I do feel the Kansas City Chiefs are going to take this. I feel like the Kansas City Chiefs are hungry this year. Uh, to get back to the Super Bowl and win. Um, Patrick Mahomes is clearly the MVP this year. It would have probably gone to Jalen Hurts had he not gotten hurt at the end of the season. But I think uh, Patrick Mahomes gets the MVP this year for sure. You got Bills and Bengals um, on the next divisional round. This is the div divisional round, right? Yeah, it's wild card, divisional, championship, and then Super Bowl. Okay. So uh, you got Bills and the Bengals. Um, coming up against each other, and um, what I think will be kind of a slugfest, man. I think this shit's gonna be a slugfest. But one thing that people don't like to talk about, man, that uh, you know, a lot of people don't point it out, man. This boy, this boy, Josh Allen, bro. He, he, he. Um, he strikes me as a person that gets, you know, can't handle his emotions. 
you know, he strikes me as a person that when this guy, you know, when this guy throws a, a, a you know, a interception or when he gets tackled a certain way or when he does this and that, he kind of gets a little, uh, he kind of gets a little pissy, right? He has a little BF, little bitch fit, right? Um, so I think that the Bills, you know, I, I, another thing also about Josh Allen is that he be throwing them interceptions, dog. He be throwing them interceptions. He he be he be slinging that that ball around, you know. Uh, a lot of people say that the offensive line for the Bengals ain't good enough. You know, guess what? It wasn't good last year either. It was actually worse last year, and they went to the Super Bowl, and they beat the Bills and the Chiefs. Well, I don't remember if they beat the Bills, but I know that they beat the Chiefs, right? So, with that being said, uh, I think this will be a slugfest, and I believe the Bengals come out on top. I just think the uh, the coolness of Joe Burrow, the calmness that that brother possesses in the pocket, out of the pocket, you know, in and around the pocket, is uh, way better than Josh Allen's. Now, that's not to say Josh Allen don't got some offensive weapons or defensive weapons. Shout out to DeMar Hamlin. Hope he's doing good. Uh, but... Um, I feel the Bengals come out on top, man. Uh, the Bengals, I feel, have the best receiving core in all the football. Um, you know, you got Jamar Chase. You got the other two guys. I don't know. I don't remember their names right now. But Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase. Is Jamar Chase. That's what he is. So, um, we got KC. We got the Bengals. And um, that's my picks, man, for the AFC Divisional Rounds. KC and the Bengals. I think it's a rematch of last year. And uh, we'll see who goes to the Super Bowl from there. Um, okay, moving on to the NFC. We got the Eagles and we got the Giants. Um I look, I love the I love uh not the Eagles, um, the coach for the New York Giants, man. Brian Dable, he what he's done to to flip that culture uh over there in uh good old NY um I think I think that outshines what Jalen Hurts does also Jalen Hurts coming back from an injury not having played for about a month already um I think that kind of hurts him you know I think the the jitters of being in the playoffs of being in the divisional round of the playoffs get to him and I think the upset of the weekend comes from the New York Giants on the Philadelphia Eagles. You also got to remember that Daniel Jones completely balled the motherfucker out against the Vikings. You got to remember that you can never, ever count out Saquon Barkley because Saquon Barkley is Saquon Barkley. Right? Right? Are you, are you with me here? All right. Now... Moving on to what I don't think will be an upset alert. Uh, I don't think will be an upset at all. I think the Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers is actually the easiest game to pick over the weekend. And I think that the San Francisco 49ers take the W 
against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, let me tell you one thing, guys. Um, the San Francisco 49ers, I feel, have been kind of slept on this season. Everybody knows they're good, but does everybody truly know how fucking good they are, right? This offense is so fucking good that they have a third-string quarterback who was picked last in the fucking draft in Big Cock Brock Bert, Bert, Big Cock Brock Purdy. That's what they're calling them, not me, all right? I even stuttered while saying it because I didn't want to say it. That's what they're calling them, not me, okay? Big Cock Brock Purdy. This offense is so good that Brock Purdy is able to maneuver through this offense and look like he's a goddamn goat while doing it, right? Look good. However, um, where this game kind of gets a little confusing for me or kind of gets a little iffy, like I said, I do think it's the easiest game to pick because I do think the 49ers are the best team in the playoffs. I do think the 49ers are the best, most complete team as well. They have, I think, the best offense, and I think they have the best defense. Um, next to that, having the best offense would probably be the Chiefs or the Bengals, but they those two kind of have the best offense because of their quarterbacks. Bengals a little bit more because they have their receiving core. Kansas City Chiefs because, obviously, fuck, it's fucking Patrick Mahomes, right? Um, the San Francisco 49ers, though? I mean, they're all around, dude. They're fucking looking good, dog. I mean, you're talking about Kittle, McCaffrey, Brock Purdy being able to sling that thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you got some fucking playmakers, dog. Uh, the same could be said about the Philadelphia Eagles, but I'm not picking the Eagles because of Jalen Hurts coming back from an injury, kind of getting the jitters in the playoffs. I feel like he gets kicked out of the playoffs, comes back next year, and I think they have a better run in the playoffs next year. Now, the reason I'm picking the 49ers over the Cowboys, let's talk about the Cowboys a little bit. The Cowboys got some playmakers, dog. You know, don't sleep on the Cowboys, man. Look at the look at the way the Cowboys played against the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers were kind of fire. I mean, uh, kind of trash. Sorry, not fire. They were kind of trash. Uh, they kind of got through the, into the playoffs by the skin of their teeth, is if that's what they call it, or skim of their teeth, whatever they fucking call it. I don't know. And the Dallas Cowboys um, lost their last game in the of the season horribly. They played horribly. Dak Prescott came out. I feel like he had, you know, a little chip on his shoulder. He had something to prove. Balled out against the Buccaneers. Didn't throw an interception. Scored five touchdowns. Four passing touchdowns. One rushing. And um, completely decimated the Buccaneers' defense. Went hard. However, with the inconsistencies of the Cowboys, I feel like those inconsistencies show against the 49ers. The 49ers is just defense is just becomes too much for Dak Prescott and he folds and the Cowboys fold and they get kicked out of the playoffs. However, there's always a chance that Dak Prescott just decides not to fold, comes out, balls the fuck out and completely decimates the San Francisco defense as well because don't sleep on that Cowboys offense. They're good when they want to be good and don't sleep on the Cowboys defense because they are also good when they want to be good. Now, how good do they want to be against San Francisco in San Francisco's home turf? You know, 
So we'll kind of see how it turns out for the San Francisco 49ers and for the Cowboys. Um, I do talk about that a little bit more extensively compared to the other teams because I live in El Paso where the Dallas Cowboys reign as the number one team in El Paso according to all the fucking cuz that live here and all the fucking, you know, people that saw the Cowboys win like goddamn three or four championships in the 90s and have never let them go. So I believe that San Francisco upsets or not not technically not upsets because Cowboys are the underdogs. Uh, I believe that San Francisco takes the cake on this, but who knows about the Cowboys coming out and possibly balling out. So we'll leave that there. We'll come back next week on the pod and talk about how the playoffs went. See who won. See who's going to their championship games. And uh, we'll compare it to what I have right here. And um, we'll see, you know, we'll see what we're looking at next week. So, yeah, man. Anyways, I think that concludes the first episode of the podcast. You know, I talked about what the podcast will be about. You know, how the setup will change after a while. I know right now it looks a lot like my stream, but it will change after a while. Uh, talked about a little bit of Halo, how it didn't need how it needed a battle royale, like I said. Devs leaving that shit. Talked about a little bit of Last of Us, a little bit of entertainment news with Alec Baldwin shooting somebody by accident. I don't think it's fair that he's getting charged, but hey, I don't make the fucking laws, right? And then we got our playoff picks. Talked about the NFL. Where's it going to go? So we will see you guys next week. Hey, thank you guys for listening. Those of you that are watching on YouTube, thank you. I got praying hands right now. Those of you that are watching on or listening on audio, got a little praying hands emoji for you right now, right? Sending that to you. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys liked it. I hope you guys enjoy this. If you guys do, make sure to like the video on YouTube. Make sure to follow whatever you could do on Spotify. Uh, add this to your library on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, whatever. I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of this, but I'll figure them out. Little by little, I'll figure them out. This was episode one of Stranded Deep with One Toe Jack. And I will see y'all next week for episode two. Goodbye.